0: This is The Insurance Buzz, and we are your hosts, Michael and Courtney Weaver. We coach insurance professionals, business owners, and people just like you every day on how to live a life and have a business you are excited about.
1: Here on The Insurance Buzz, we share the wins, the losses, and everything in between that comes with being married business partners, training in the insurance space, and growing our business side by side. We also connect with other business owners and leaders making their mark in the world, and hopefully, inspire you to make yours.
0: In today's episode, Courtney and I sit down with Nicole Wellman. Her agency just submitted 42 life insurance policies in less than 10 days. 42 life policies in less than 10 days. So we dig into that. We talk about what's going on. We've talked about her struggles, what she's went through the last two years being a new agency owner and how she's overcome those hiring a remote team member and managing a remote team member, plus a lot more. So with that being said, let's start the show. Hey, welcome to The Insurance Buzz. We are your hosts, Michael and Courtney Weaver, and we are so excited today. We have special guest, Nicole Wellman. Nicole, how are you?
2: I am excellent. Thanks so much for having me.
0: Absolutely. I'm excited for today's episode, all right? because. Yeah. You just won our 30 life in five days challenge. Not only did you win, you absolutely crushed it. You crushed it. How many did yeah. you do? How many life did you submit? Did your office submit again in five days? 30,
2: 36, 36 in those days. Yeah. There were a few more after that trickled in, but 36 is what we're counting.
0: 36 in five days. Oh, well, I know what talking to you, you <laughs> submitted 42 in 10 days. So it sounds like the yeah. the production just kept rolling in. So yeah. number one, That's amazing. Congratulations. So I would love to know what your biggest takeaway was from the challenge. How did you submit 36 life apps in five days?
2: Yeah. I mean, I, we, as a team committed to all of the pre work and the prep and the training, and there is a lot that goes into, you know, just getting your mind wrapped around what are we going to be doing for those five days? You can't just show up on Monday morning and, Try and figure it out. Um, So we, you know, attended all of the trainings ahead of time and asked a lot of questions and got our lists ready. And for me, it was really a it's now or never. I'm either going to step into this now as a new ish agent and follow the steps and make it happen and learn and figure it out or I'm not gonna. It's not gonna come together. So I, for me, it was a. I don't want to say do or die, but I kind of did put that out in front of myself. Like we're gonna figure this out right now, or it's not figure outable.
1: <laughs> so.
0: <laughs> well, and, I, and yeah. I think one of the most amazing things is is that it's not. It was just you and one other producer that did the challenge, right? Two total.
2: Two. There were t- yeah, one one and a half. Yeah. We had okay. a little bit of help the one day, yeah, there was there were a couple of us, but I just have one full-time team member and then I uh, have hired since, so now if there are two.
0: Do you know what it takes to write 30 life insurance policies in five days?
1: I am just so grateful for the program.
0: Do it, quit thinking about it. Just- Go for it. It
1: helps you think outside the box. The participation
0: was wonderful. That's right. 30 life insurance policies in five days. The great news is that's exactly what we teach you how to do in the 30 life in five days challenge. The cart is officially open. I cannot recommend it enough. Don't even question it. It's really helped my team really shore up their processes, especially with pivoting. My office had been averaging 10 policies written We more than double that. Now, seats are limited. This sells out every single September. So make sure you take advantage of this challenge. We got people life insurance. It just makes it so easy. Help my team kind of stay engaged and I'll make sure that they're always learning.
1: It's silly to even continue thinking about it. Just
0: sign up. So make sure you click the link below. Get signed up today.
1: What was your office like going into that production wise for life insurance? You say it was kind of a do-or-die moment. Where were you at? App wise, policy wise? We were were doing
2: yeah, much better than I expected. Just a little bit of history. I we launched, I launched April of twenty-one. So that first six months, I was brand new to insurance. I was external. I had never I, I didn't really even understand parts of a policy. I mean, it was all new. And to interview for my position, I had to get licensed in all four lines. And that was the first time I'd cracked a book or considered. So the, that first six months, it was really deer in the headlights. I didn't even really try to touch life at that point. I was just trying to figure out processes and really understand the systems and the processes myself. Um, also, there's that component of, I take personal responsibility for what I'm telling customers. So I want to make sure that I'm conveying correctly, you know, what 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 I'm putting on the table in front of them. So I, until I felt confident, I couldn't really you know, bring myself to have those deep conversations. So going into twenty three, we tackled life insurance right out of the gate with a challenge, you know, to start the year off with the um, with my company. And did well. We ended up coming out of that level too with life apps and um, learned a lot there. And I was really happy with it. But it was kind of like, okay, now what? Now we tackled our book. We've done some of these things. We've done everything that we can think of, reached out to our family members and friends. And, you know, I have 10 kids, so there's some life insurance (laughs) right there. Um, Well, six plus four step kids. So, you know, some of those were some some of those early policies, of course. (laughs) And then um, now what? How are we going to get there? So that's that's where the challenge came in.
0: Yeah, you always got to take the low hanging fruit. Low hanging fruit is good. (laughs) (laughs)
2: But then what, right? You have to move on from that. You have to build consistent processes. So that was kind of my driving force. How are we going to get consistent on this? And it should be a numbers game, right? It should be if I talk to this many people and I really have this many quality conversations, this is going to be the result. And if you build that in, it's not going to be a scramble in November or December to hit some number. And I never really wanted life insurance to be about that. It should be about what the customer needs, not what I need. So, you know, trying to just come to terms with all of that, find a purpose in it, that it's not just a sales conversation. There is a purpose and it's in their best interests, not mine. And once I could get past that and sort of uh, move away from that panic of I have to make this happen to, "Okay, now I get it. um, It became a lot more of of a comfortable conversation to have.
1: How long did that process take? I mean, was was your other producer, were they on board to produce life insurance? Because I always feel like this is a big conversation um, and getting somebody geared to have a a conversation like this over and over again. And for five days, for 10 days, however long they do it consistently. What was that prep work like to get that person in the mindset of like, this is what we're doing and this is what we're investing in right now?
2: Yeah and thankfully my one full-time team member at the time she and she, she lives in Arkansas and I'm in Illinois so she's fully remote and when we did that challenge we'd only met in person one other time so uh, she was a, a very all good very lucky very um good hire, and she is as challenging to me as I am to her, and we hold each other accountable, and she's got 20 years in the industry, so she really helped me uh, understand some of the positioning of the conversation. She was new to life insurance, she was more on the health side, and um, PNC and health, so we both just fed off of each other and challenged each other. Yeah, so she's, she's committed, she's working hard, yeah.
0: Heck yeah! That's so, Amanda.
2: You you yep. talked with her.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Amanda's great. So, tell me. Okay, so you just said processes. All right. So I would love to know what process you took away from the challenge that you've now implemented and mm-hmm. are going to start using on a more consistent basis.
2: And I think the challenge, the way it's positioned, you know, it's it's digging into your book and figuring out what you have and what people need, but then it also opens your mind as you're having initial conversations with people. You you dig a little deeper, dive a little farther into it and crack open that need before it gets to a list later, right? So one of our conversations has been, okay, the next time we do this challenge, we're, we shouldn't have much of a list. If we're, you know, if we're doing it right on the front end, there shouldn't be much of these big, you know, the, these lists with people who need a conversion or, you know, I mean, everybody's at a different place at, at different moments in life. But building in that expectation on the front end to, you know, not let anybody. Uh, and it's not that we're having every single conversation ends with a life insurance conversation, but it is part of every onboarding process and every, Mm. you know, portfolio or household building experience, I guess, for lack of a better term.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You're bringing it up somewhere. You're bringing up life insurance somewhere in the conversation, whether it's the upfront PNC conversation or once they become a customer, that initial onboarding process, you're bringing up life insurance in their plan. And okay. That's, that's fantastic. So tell me, I would love to dig into, you're 2 years in roughly. All right. So, what's been your biggest struggle so far as a new agency owner?
2: Yeah, from the insurance side, it's just that confidence, getting a good understanding of the industry and we're getting I'm getting to where I feel more comfortable with that. But then you've got that team, the team and everybody says the same thing these days. It's hiring the right people and getting them on board and motivating and getting everybody to show up on time and, you know, do the processes consistently because it, in the end it is a numbers, um, you know, num- it's, it's a number. It comes down to a number. So getting people to understand that and buy into it is hard. Um, I think that from a, from a life insurance side, from a, even PNC side, we attend Weaver Sales Academy, um, trainings every week it's part of our week um, if somebody misses it they get a, a text from me later in the day don't forget to watch the replay um, for you know lots of reasons the content is great but it's also keeping us as a team focused on the same thing at the same time instead of all moving in different directions it gives us something to talk about it helps us structure what are we looking at this week what you know what processes do we need to tweak? Um, What questions do we have picking up from other people? You know, we're just a small office in the middle of central Illinois in a small town. So who are we going to feed off of if we don't intentionally join some conversations with
0: some other folks across the country? Absolutely. So.
1: And I think focus, I want to like reiterate that point because I think in insurance, and I've talked about this before, but there are so many different things that you can focus on. So as a business owner and also as a producer, when you're constantly saying we need to focus on PNC, life and health, all of these disability policies, we need to focus on financial services, like... That that becomes exhausting as a producer and also as an agency owner of like, who do I how do I hold somebody accountable when I'm asking them to run in 17 different directions? So I think to your point, to reiterate, I think focusing is incredibly important to not only set the standard of of expectation of this is what we're focusing on, like this is the one thing. But I think that's also how you build that confidence. And you talked about it in insurance Confidence is really having a conversation over and over again. And if you're jumping from all of these different things and not really focused on one thing, like right now is life insurance. Like that's a big focus in the industry. That's really how you gain momentum and how you get confident is by doing it by being focused on it. So I think, I think not to like piggyback and go back to 30 and five, but I think that that really is the magic is everyone is collectively all focused on the same thing. So I think even when you look at like structuring your year as a business owner, like having, what are we focused on right now? Cause Mm -hmm. you can't be focused on everything. It becomes too much. I love that you say that.
0: Are you tired of hiring new producers only to find out that your sales numbers aren't improving? It's a common problem in the insurance industry, but the solution isn't always to keep hiring new people. Instead, it's time to invest in a comprehensive training program that can transform your existing team into top performing producers. Our insurance training program is designed to help your team achieve measurable sales success. We understand the unique challenges of the insurance industry and have developed a training program that addresses those challenges head on. Our program covers everything from prospecting and lead generation to closing deals and retaining clients. There's so much more to the program. So if you're interested in joining the program that's helped over 10,000 insurance agents nationwide, visit www.weaversa.com or send me a text directly at 816 727 7610 with any questions to find out more.
2: If it's if it sales, if it's incentivized, is it in the customer's best interest? Yeah. how can I confirm in myself what my intentions are? and you know that's up to each of us, I think to revisit that and check that on a regular basis. Why am I doing this and why am I talking more about life insurance? i'm I'm not, I'm not saying now, but you know to ask yourself, okay, it's just the second week of December. why? is life insurance all of a sudden a focus? Didn't those people need it a month ago or three months ago? So, you know, really just being honest with myself and my team and making sure that we are motivated for the right reasons. Sometimes that coincides, but I would rather build the consistent processes and never have to worry about any December or, you know, incentive or any kind of program other than the consistent conversation that we're having, you know, with customers. So um, an example of that, I have somebody who's no longer a team member, not because of this, but, you know, as part of it, um, didn't consistently follow up on tasks. And we had a customer whose husband passed away, uh, went and found back in his history, there's a, a task that never got worked. It was for a life insurance conversation and he did not have any insurance policies. And that resonates with me. Not that we can always get there for every person, but the steps had already been made toward that conversation. So it reminds me, you know, don't let it, don't let it go. Don't let the sun set. Don't, you know, don't wait until January <laughs> for your program. So it's, you know, I, I, and I, it is consistency. It is what it comes down to
0: yeah that's well it's just like what we say every conversation every time whether it's an incoming service call which i'll put in Quotations, because that's always an opportunity to bring up life insurance or whether it's an upfront PNC conversation or whether it's intentionally prospecting your current book of business. There's multiple processes. And at the end of the day, this is what you signed up for as a, as a insurance professional is to have conversations around life insurance and someone's life insurance plan. And if you're not having the conversation, more than likely nobody is with them. And so, um, it's, it's important. And, and you brought up something earlier about last minute pushes at the end of the year. And one thing that we always did is we actually ran off of a 10 month year. So we organized all of our goals to be done in October 31st. So at the end of 10 months, the next two months are just celebration, kind of like icing on top of the cake. So I'd love that you bring that up because last minute end of the year pushes are never fun. They actually, they suck. I mean, being in the office between Christmas and New Year's, Calling customers like, "Hey, you want light?" Like, like that's terrible. Like nobody wants to be doing that.
2: Uh, all I can think well, of. About- I like your plan. Ours is I. Mine is the end of November to have all four lines, all, everything locked up. But I like your ten months, and the team probably would too. So
0: <laughs> it just always. I th- I think the ten month always really worked out well for us because. Then if for some reason a goal is not met, you have really two more good weeks until that middle of November date to get it done before the holidays. Because holidays are just weird. Like around that Thanksgiving time, things get kind Something of slow. Something happens
1: in our brains as Americans, like our brains immediately like boom, oh, shut down. Yeah, and you can
0: still get things done for sure as the sales producer and agent, but you have to work a little bit, if not a lot harder to get the same amount of traction as you would have before the holidays.
1: Well, and I'm, I'm thinking of it, Nicole, you, you run marathons and you do triathlons and it's like the same kind of thing. If you were to wait to do all of your big BD training at the very end, when right before race time, how stressed you would be, how stressed your body would be. It's the same. Oh, oh, how's, it, it. how's that going to work out for you? <laughs> it's like, just like, oh God, I'm oh, done, I've it. done it. Yeah. How, yeah. how many times have you done it to where you're like, I won't do this again? I uh, won't do it again.
2: Um that's part of every race, but the um I just did the Chicago Marathon a couple of weeks ago. And I really, same, I showed up like, I don't know, we'll see what happens. But, you know, I think it's a prioritizing the squeaky wheel and all of that. So, you know, it is, it is, yeah, you have to build in your processes, you have to plan ahead, you have to prepare and be consistent. But then sometimes
0: you just have to show up and do it, even if you're yes. not ready. Mm. So, yeah.
1: Oh, I love that. So good.
0: So, What made you, I'm curious, what made you make the transition from the corporate marketing world to insurance of all things?
2: And of all things, I was recruited by a LinkedIn recruiter, like who, Ah. (laughs) of all things. Yeah. So it was a time in my life that I was looking for a change and I've always wanted to do something big, some, I had this entrepreneurial bent in me, but I wanted um, safe risk. So, you know, I was open-minded to that at the time, never thought I would see myself in financial services or, you know, going that route, but it really did kind of scratch a lot of itches that I had to help people um, meet a need, uh, lead a team, build a business, and it just sort of all fell into place. And um, I I won't say that I never regretted it, but I never really felt like it was the wrong decision. But, man, that first year was it was hard. The training and the launch and all of the things that went into it. I did have some big moments of what have I done standing in my office? looking You know, what have I done? And um, really, other agents are um, I credit. Some folks who have pulled up alongside me and just really poured into me. Uh, One friend, agent friend, shut down her office or left her office anyway and brought a team member an hour away to mine and spent the day with me helping me understand what I was looking at and just really giving me confidence. So that, I mean, those types of experiences, you just, you can't buy that. So yeah, it was a a rough at times. I don't know if this answered your question, but I kind of went off on a tangent there, but you know, it is, it is about people pouring in to other people, um, which motivated me to launch this business. But then it's also is what kept me going until I figured things out a little better. Yeah.
1: Nicole was found on LinkedIn. I'm gonna I'm gonna speak into the microphone again about the the LinkedIn posting. We did a whole episode on hiring because that's that's always a problem is finding top talent. Yeah. And I'm just here to reiterate: if you're listening, get on LinkedIn. There are great people looking for great careers on LinkedIn. Okay, get on
0: my, LinkedIn today. Not
1: sponsored by LinkedIn. I would love that, <laughs> uh, but. Just
0: LinkedIn's where it's at.
1: It is. Yeah. I mean, like you're gonna find some great talent on LinkedIn. So thank you, Nicole. You actually you you reaffirmed that for us. Now I'm going after a sponsorship.
2: From <laughs> <LinkedIn>. <laughs> Good
1: luck. <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah. know. Good luck. It's like getting a sponsorship from
0: no, Facebook. And Nicole, what you were just talking about is so I don't I don't think enough of us probably talk about it. Enough is the hardships you have as a business owner, just not an insurance agency owner. But gosh dang, some days are you're asking yourself what you just said, like, what did I get myself? Into.
1: I think it's a double mm-hmm. whammy, though, because business ownership is incredibly difficult. But then you combine that with the emotional element that is insurance agency because you are dealing with people on their worst day. So not only are you navigating what it's like to run a business and build a team, but your customer base is consistently calling you with something heavy, whether it's a billing yeah. change, a claim problem, an accident, a death claim. Like Those are big things. So
2: I think it's a double whammy. It is true. And if you are really operating with your customer's best interest at heart and you don't necessarily aren't at the point yet where you feel like you are in their best interest, it's hard to answer that phone or especially dial out.
0: Yeah. And and so I would like to also ask you, because you're pretty fresh into this being two years how have you navigated um, going through these these hard times of questioning? Like, man, did I get myself? What did I get myself into? Like, is this the right decision? Like, how have you navigated that um, and, and work through some of those moments?
2: Yeah, I think some of it for me is not trying to compare. You know, there are people my age who have been doing this twenty years. So I'm coming in late and I, I know, you know, I'm not going to be one of those 40 year agents or, you know, 50 year agents, although I am all about the longevity. I've got you on the cold water plunges and saunas. So, I you know, um, I get it, you know, and, but and we have to keep ourselves sharp and we have to keep going. It's all true. But, you know, there is a limit to the quantity of time. So you got to get yourself out of the comparison game. Numbers, you know, everybody has a different team size. Everybody's in a different community. They have different premiums. There's different rate increases and limitations for different reasons. So for me, it's what do I need to do today to get better than I was yesterday? What do I need to learn? How can I position myself to learn? And for me, I learn most when I teach. So I'm kind of a fly by the seat of your pants leader where I'm learning and teaching and trying to motivate and inspire while you know, in the thick of it myself, but that's how I, that's
1: just how I operate best. So. Oh, I think that's good. You have a fully remote producer. Talk to me about the dynamics of leading that producer, Mm -hmm. especially going through a challenge like 30 and five. What does your communication look like? How often are you meeting with them? How are you setting expectations? What does that look like?
2: Yeah, and it doesn't work for everyone. I came into this opportunity from a job where I was fully remote long before COVID. I was in leadership as a remote manager of a team of, you know, 16 people or so. And half of them were remote, half were not. I think it works great for some. It doesn't work for everyone. So it's really, you know, understanding on the front end, you can't ask the same person to do the same thing. They're not all driven in the same way. So in this case, she is just completely self motivated and driven. <clears throat> and we talk constantly, but if we aren't able to, she's still going. I, I can see, I know she's producing, she's going after her, her numbers, her goals. We're setting goals and she's able to drive herself to achieve them. Someone different may not be able to carry on in the same way in a remote situation like that. So, you know, it is, it's not for everybody, but when it's right for somebody, it's, it's a perfect Scenario. So um, like I said, we've only met in person once. She's coming again next week and in like about eight days for another few days. But it, um, we've just we communicate all day long and uh, we have one scheduled one on one a week. But we probably were on video calls three or four times a day. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, I think um, I think remote work is you have to become more familiar with it as an employer because studies, research statistics show that more and more people want to be able to work remote or at least in a hybrid fashion. So I love that you're a two-year business owner and your one full-time employee is 100% remote.
1: How did you find Amanda? Um,
2: do you know CTS? The uh, Yeah. Career Can Profile? They Sell by Steve, Steve Suggs? Suggs? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I used that and she, oh, this is kind of funny. She applied for the role on Indeed and I turned her down. I put her through the assessment and then I turned her down and I, I said, I'm really looking for her resume was very service oriented. I said, I'm looking for a producer, you know, and it's remote. So, you know, I really need to stick to the exactly what I need. And she wrote back and she's like, no, 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 no. You don't understand. Trust me. So I, I, scheduled, <laughs> I scheduled a consultation with Steve Suggs and he, we went through three or four people that I had taken, you know, they took the assessment and he told me about Amanda. He said, okay, if you don't hire her, I will. So I thought, oh, okay. <laughs> so that's, that's how I ended up choosing her, but I did turn her down. So it, you know, I'd been through so many people at that point coming out of COVID so many people applying and they all want at that point. I don't know if you remember, but people wanted a lot of money at that time. And McDonald's was paying 22, 25 bucks an hour. And, um, I was trying to hire an office and it just wasn't working. So then I expanded to remote and I was just so afraid of making another bad decision. And I was still within my first 12 months, there wasn't any room to make a bad hire again. So I was, second guessing everything i did and then steve was like uh uh-uh, you you got to take her
0: so and that's and quite frankly that's really normal to second guess yourself um as a business owner when it comes to hiring because especially if you've been burned if you've made a bad hire because bad hires are <laughs> literally your most expensive mistake. One of the most expensive mistakes you can make as a business owner. And so making sure that you get the right person in the first time is critical.
1: I have a bonus. So we've actually interviewed Steve Suggs here on the podcast. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to link that episode down in the show notes. So you can hear exactly what he goes through in the process of hiring, how he qualifies candidates. I love that Steve was like, no, I'm going to hire a little hire. I think that's incredible. But uh, I'll link that podcast yeah, too, you so if you're so listening,
2: smart about how the different yeah. components of personality work together. It's not just looking for someone who's optimistic or looking for somebody who's deadline driven, but how does all that work together and? And where's it, where the pitfalls going to be in certain personality traits? So it's been invaluable. Um, I also have a service person. She's uh, three quarter time, about thirty hours a week, who's been with me since day one. And she and I, that first those first few months, would just kind of look at each other like, <laughs> "What if we?" Do? So she's still around, though. I don't want to, you know. But it, we were talking about producers, so that's that's how we got. I just have the had the one, and now I hired a second. So. Absolutely. That's incredible.
1: You're growing, you're, you're growing,
0: you're growing. Gosh,
1: that's so fun. And I think when you start with those people, you're all like, we, we get in this together. And so yep. you get to learn and grow together. And there are moments where you, I mean, still Michael and I will look at each other and be like, what are we doing here?
0: <laughs>
1: what's <laughs> happening? What's going on? Uh, it's,
0: that's right. So Nicole, this has been fantastic. If somebody wanted to follow you, connect with you, reach out, what's the best way for them to do that?
2: Um, you can if you go to the website NicoleWellmaninsurance.com, dot com. The um, social links are there. I'm on Instagram and Facebook. Pretty active on Facebook. Um, that's my age, I know, but <laughs> uh, we're on there and uh, my uh, everywhere. It's Well Mom Ten. W e l l m o m Ten is
1: the uh, social connection. Yeah.
0: Ten kids. Well, thank let's you so go. much for
1: having me. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah, so
1: much fun. I loved hearing about your life, your running, your business adventure. I'm so excited for what uh, this next year holds for you. 2024 is going to be a big year. Excited. Yeah, Yeah. it is. Um, Lots of plans. So, yeah, we're going to stick with it and we'll do the
2: challenge again. Um, When is it? Will it be January or February? January.
0: Yep.
1: We're going to start the year off strong. We're going to crush it. Start
0: the year off hot. So, Nicole, thank you so much for your time today. For all of those of you listening, thank you so much for your time as always. Time is the most valuable and important asset that we all have. We appreciate you spending time with us today. Go out and make it great. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Insurance Buzz. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others. Post about it on social media and leave a rating and review. If you want to take your insurance agency to the next level and join our community, simply check out Weaver Sales Academy at www.weaversa.com. Again, that's www.weaversa.com or visit the show notes on our new and current programs we have available exclusively for you. As always, Time is the most valuable and important asset that we all have, and I appreciate you spending it with me. See you on the next episode.